Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, you don't need me to tell you life is full of mysteries. Why is abbreviation one of the longest words in the dictionary? It's a mystery, isn't it? Tell a child there are a hundred million stars and they'll believe you. Tell them paint is wet and they'll touch it. Why? It's all a mystery to me. And the greatest mystery of them all. Why does the NHS have no workforce plan? Well, with the help of Sean Linton, uh, the uh, excellent health uh, writer for The Independent that I linked to uh, this morning, I can help you. As usual, it comes down to the dosh, the spondulics and the hard-earned. Everyone realises the NHS needs more people, but no one wants to pay for them. Now, the sharp-eyed will have noticed an omission in the budget. Rishi left out any mention of funding for Health Education England. Now, I confess I'd hoped it was deliberate. I'd hoped for news of their dissolution and a reversion to the pre-Lansley era when a more responsive and less expensive arrangement did workforce planning. Apparently not. It's simply no one can decide who's going to pay to expand the workforce. Now, forget about the GPs. At the Select Committee hearing this week, number 19 abandoned the election promise of 6,000 more GPs, just like that. But we still have a problem with the nurses. Linton tells us 1.7 billion is the price of more people. Health Education England has a budget of around 5 billion, but more people means more dosh. He reports Health Education England was given a one-off 14% increase in spending in 21-22 with £570 million to pay for government uh, projects such as delivering 50,000 nurses, increasing the number of GPs as well as boosting staffing levels in other areas such as physiotherapy and mental health. And Her Majesty's Treasury gave NHS England an extra £6 billion and real terms increases in spending of 3.8% a year to 2025, which takes us back to pre-banking crisis numbers, really. Now, you can guess how the row is developing. Her Majesty's Treasury are likely to say we've given half a billion quid to Health Education England for 50,000 more nurses. NHS England has had six billion plus ring-fenced cash for COVID and waiting list recovery. Enough is enough. Eat your own smoke. The upshot? The 50,000 nurse figure was calculated from Trust's establishment numbers well before COVID. It's out of date. It somehow became a fake promise in the election. Nearly 22,000 of the 50,000 was a guess at the number of nurses who could be dissuaded from leaving the NHS prematurely and a big slug from overseas recruitment. If we do need more nurses, and there are about 600,000 of them on the NMC register, but only 300,000 work in the NHS... Exactly how many more do we need? Now, international comparisons show we're down at the end of the scale with Lithuania, Brazil and Latvia, with just over eight nurses per thousand head of population. At the other end are Belgium, France and Germany, who has 13. Iceland managed nearly 16. Well, so what? 13 might not be enough for Germany. Latvia may function very well with fewer. Comparisons really are pointless. And what type of nurse? In the eight years before COVID, we lost half of our district nurses. Back in 2014, based on recommendations from the Midstaff Berwick report, 
there was a campaign to set the statutory minimum standard for patient-to-nurse ratios. Now, Berwick said the government, Health Education and the NHS England should assure that sufficient staff are available. Hospitals should ensure staff are present in appropriate numbers to provide safe care at all times. Unfortunately, Berwick fell short of nailing numbers to his mast and costs and confusion obscured what came next. What sort of a nurse, what sort of patients, hours per patient, day, full-time equivalents. It was easy for the DH and their apparatchiks, including some very senior professional nurses who should have known better, to obscure the argument. It wasn't a new idea. California has been mandating nurse-to-patient ratios since 2004. A statutory ratio would give us a fail-safe base in a safety-critical service, just like the airlines, but would expose shortages, planning weaknesses and poor management. So how many nurses do we need? Well, we don't know and won't know until we do demand-based workforce planning and until we realise safe care is not necessarily therapeutic care. I'm not sure we can model demand, and I'm far from sure that DH+, plus, whatever they call themselves, isn't satisfied that safe enough is good enough. Having had a closer look at this issue, I never thought I'd say, but I wouldn't give the NHS a penny more until the DH+, plus and NHSE does their homework and can tell us how many nurses are enough nurses and how to calculate the number on a rolling year-on-year clear, transparent formula. Now, I'll be talking about this and associated matters with the expert on the topic, Professor Alison Leary, in an upcoming health chat. It's a date for your diary, the 29th of November, and details are in the e-letter. So, there you go. Have the best weekend you can, and I look forward to sharing some of next week with you. Bye for now.